0: what's up divi nation welcome to another episode of divi chat i'm super happy to be here with these handsome fellas uh i'm the only girl here today but you know i can hold my own i can hang we're gonna be talking today about oh excuse me i'm just choking (coughs) it's not allergies i was just talking about this before we came on tim's dying from allergies i know a lot of people are i'm not but i have like a tickle in my throat and an itchy nose but it's not a, I don't know. I'm like I just refuse to admit that it's allergies, maybe. Anyway, today <laughs> like we're talking yeah, today. We're talking about a super divvy topic, the theme builder. Before we dive in, uh, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Stephanie Hudson. I run a company called Focus WP, along with my trusty sidekick and loyal partner Tom. And uh, we have a team of devs and designers and copywriters and video editors and VAs that we use to help agencies have just an instant team that they can use to call on for all of their projects. You can find out more at focuswp.co and come hang out with me in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz
1: nice hey everybody my name is eric and i am at in transit studios that's our client facing brand and the best place best place to find us we also have coastal city creative that's our white label provider uh brand and so that's who i'm and where you can find me i'm in uh norfolk virginia so on the east coast
2: awesome everyone, Tim Streifler here, and uh, you can find me online at DiviLife.com where I have all of my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, as well as WPGears.com where I have the Divi Business Expert course with my pal David. And uh, I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and as Stephanie mentioned, my allergies are just going berserk the last several days, like watery eyes, sneezing constantly sniffling runny nose so i will try my best to do all of those things off camera <laughs> um and Thank so you. you might see my my picture cut out for a second my mic dropped for a second and if that's the case you know why um i'll try to spare all of our listeners from the sound and all of our viewers from the sight of my <laughs> allergies um should i that's roll into the the uh let's do it definition definition okay So today we are talking all about the theme builder. Now, this is a relatively new, I think it's a couple of years old now, um, but new in terms of just kind of the overall life of Divi. And the theme builder is incredibly powerful. And, And let me take a step back. Before the theme builder, the page builder would essentially let you add any content you want from, you know, edge to edge of the browser uh, from top to bottom, except the header, and then like that, that very bottom bar, the footer, and it was basically a page builder. So any, for any WordPress page or any WordPress post, you had full control over over the design. However, it had limitations. Archive pages, for example. Um, Being able to uh, customize the header and the footer and and all of those different uh, templates, as WordPress calls them, you couldn't really do with Divi. If you wanted to edit those things, you'd have to go into Divi's PHP files. However, when they created the theme builder, now you no longer have to do that. It was a game changer because now you can customize the header and the footer using the Divi builder that we all know and love. You can create your custom archive pages. You can do... Uh, my brain's fuzzy because the allergies. What am else am I missing here, guys? Um, what else can you do with the team builder?
1: You can customize what? individual WooCommerce product pages, the 404. Yes, page, there we go. Single post, like all those stuff, all that stuff. So, what's yeah. your
2: favorite? What's yeah, your single favorite post. Thing? That's probably, yeah. That's the other big, big one is uh, creating single post templates for your different post types. That's huge. In addition to archive pages, so yeah, game changer for sure.
0: I just want to say, like for the record. Right before this, guys, off air, I said uh, the one thing I really want to talk about is the archive pages. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that was Tim's first one. He said it's kind of mean. He's cloudy at it. We'll give it because you're me. like, I love everything about it, and I'm like, all right, can I? Well, just no,
2: I'm, I'm giving pages? just I'm he was listing like, them out. Nope.
0: <laughs> I'm no, listing them not. out, and then we can, uh, you can
2: you <laughs> can dive in and talk about your favorite, Stephanie, whatever <laughs> one that may be. <laughs>
0: I like the archive pages you guys think oh. it's uh really handy yeah I know it's not a surprise anymore it's not a fun thing so we already <laughs> talked about it but I that was like something when you had to do it all in PHP and all that stuff like that would just give me anxiety I hated doing it like that and so I would fudge things or have to hire somebody else to do it now boy the theme builder man you just build it like any old Divi page and you could just set it up so easily so I did all kind of cool things with um, author pages or um, the categories you could do. And you can put words around and insert the variables in, which is separate, but really useful with it. The, the dynamic content. That's what it's called, right? Dynamic Ooh, yeah, content. Yeah.
2: We should talk about yeah. dynamic content. Cause that dynamic content. Paired and...
0: with the theme builder. Yeah. They so go you hand can in use, hand. so for example, on the archive page, you could say something like, um, Hey, check out all these amazing posts about, and then put the variable. So, whatever the category is, it would fill in that. So, it could be whatever categories you're you're using on your site.
2: And I feel like, at least for me, in the, I mean, this was way back when, 2011, 10 years ago, when I got started with WordPress and WordPress looked very different, but still the concept of static versus dynamic, it took me a little while to wrap my head around it. Um, back then, sidebars were all the rage. Uh, every theme had its sidebar. Now it's like my own blog, I don't, I don't have a sidebar because um, I just think they're a, a waste of, of real estate. Uh, everyone ignores them. But um, sidebar was kind of like that first introduction into like dynamic content and stuff like that. Um, but basically a static page. So for example, your about page or your contact page, um, those are static pages. Uh, they might have elements of, of, uh, dynamic content within them, but for the most part, they're a static page. If you want to create a header, you write out the exact header that you want, where when you're doing a dynamic page template, like for example, the single post template, you're not actually writing out what that blog post name is because you're making a template all the blog posts inherit um, or all the blog posts have a certain category, whatever you're intending to do. So using the page builder, you're adding the header module and it's going to put in a placeholder, but it's not going to be the exact uh, header title because that's going to vary from post to post. And so um, you're basically using placeholder content within the modules to create a template that then gets used across Uh, you know, a lot of different pages and posts and and whatnot. And so I remember starting out, that was kind of hard to wrap my head around of like static versus dynamic and placeholder content. The visual builder makes it really easy. And so a lot of you probably didn't even realize that's what you were doing. It just was really intuitive, which is great, but it used to not be that way, so.
1: Yeah, I think it makes it. I I, I like (laughs) dynamic content for even as simple things as like in the footer you know, building a custom footer and just being able to go down there and use dynamic content to put current year and you don't, then that just changes now automatically. That used to be, you know, kind of a pain to set up and it just makes it so much easier.
2: Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when I c- come across a website and the copyright date is like one, two, three, four years out of date. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's so easy to just make it dynamic, like Eric said. And I don't <laughs> know. There's a whole there's a here. whole
0: conversation about that though. Like people always ask this. It's like every year, it's the January conversation, right? Like, do you put it from when it started? Do you put a range? Do you put the current year? I don't know. It's all so silly anyway. I think it's all kind of copyright righted copy written yeah. copy wrote i don't know um already yeah. because you you own it you published it so i don't know why we That's have to true. slap that on there anyway but there's a you don't like technically have to debate i don't about think, that i don't think i'm so, not
2: either. a lawyer but i don't think it's actually needed
0: <laughs> um it's not like so, oh
2: i stole your content because you didn't have a little copyright date it wasn't there. Copyright. or you had the copyright but you didn't have the range you just had the current yeah date.
0: <laughs> Well, it weren't copyright. it's fair game. Uh, okay, so what questions do you guys have in the chat? Who's watching live? Um, do you guys use the theme builder? What's your favorite thing to use it for? Um, we're currently in the chat, there's a big debate about Mac versus PC. It's a real right. shame Mike's not here for this one because that's like his favorite game. But um, But do you guys use the theme builder on either platform? And if so, do you have questions? Have you run into issues with it? What do you use it for? Um, How about, one thing that I would like to talk about is how you go about, uh, I'm interested in Eric and Tim, your thoughts on this, troubleshooting things that have been built in the theme builder. So if someone comes to a site, maybe you inherit a Divi site or you start working on a Divi site, what tips could you give our listeners and viewers on how to, if you can't figure out where something's coming from, How to determine if it's coming from the theme builder any thoughts on that and i'm just throwing that at you
2: if if there's an issue and you're not sure if it's a theme builder
0: or not well yeah i mean like have you had that happen where you go to a site and you're trying to troubleshoot something maybe you're using the inspect tool on the end on the front end you know and how, how do you know when you go back in there how do you know how to find it like if if it is in a theme builder layout or if it's on a page or where that content is coming from or the styles are coming from is more what I should say. Do you guys have any advice for troubleshooting a site that uses the theme builder?
2: I think if it's a styling issue, yeah, using inspect element to figure out where on the page it is and then uh, correlating that within the theme builder. Um, I forget the exact tags, but you can tell the difference between a Divi site that has the default header versus the uh, a Divi site that's using the theme builder based off of the tags um, uh, in the HTML, and so from there you can kind of okay this is this is the theme builder header this chunk of code here on the page inside of the inspector, and then be able to kind of narrow it down. And that's the beautiful thing about the theme builder is it's all using Divi modules. So then you can see okay here is the HTML tags for. Um, the, you know, toggle module. I don't know why you put a toggle in your header, but um, you could, and that's the beauty of it. And so then you can kind of, yeah, get down from there. If you're trying to figure out, is it the theme builder? Is it something else? You could disable a theme builder uh, template altogether. Um, one thing I would recommend doing is before you start turning stuff on and off, is just do a quick uh, export of all your theme builder layouts so that if something goes wrong and you need to backstep, you can just import them back in Um Obviously, having your regular backups too, uh, but yeah, you can do a quick export of your theme builder layouts, which is nice. I don't yeah. know if that answer your question, Stephanie. That's kind of how I would attack it.
0: Yeah, sure. I just wanted to know. Do you have something else to add, Er?
2: I, I've never
1: really thought about it, but I, you know, I've never put any, you know, process to it or anything like that. But I guess my sis, as I think about it, the first thing I do if I'm going to troubleshoot the site that we didn't build that we just took on is I just go in and, and look through the. The back end of the site first, you know, and, and just get to figure out how it's built. And if it's built with Divi, which it would be, because we wouldn't take it on if it wasn't, um, look and see in the theme builder, see if it was used, how it was used. Because um, then I kind of from there, then know where things are going to be. So that's kind of my process, I guess.
0: Now, um, I know we don't do this too often, but I'm going to do a quick screen share. We'll explain if you're just listening, but if you are listening, Feel free to pop over to YouTube or Facebook, our Facebook page, and you can uh, see what I'm about to show. I just want to put up the theme builder because it is such a visual thing. So this is the this is the theme builder on our Focus MVP site, just as an example of one. And so we've got um, the the thing that you know, if you go into the theme builder, you can see right here that it has a, a template for posts that have a specific tag. Within the theme builder um, in the back end, let me back up. It does, under the Divi menu, it's under Divi, theme builder. Because I know we do have at least one brand new Divi user. Steve Parks, Perks, sorry, commented um, a minute ago. He's a hand coder. He's new to WordPress and Divi. He says his ears are open and his mouth is shut. We're glad to have you, Steve. You're welcome. We all say crazy things, so don't, don't feel shy. Feel free to ask questions if you have them. And if we don't tackle them here, one of the kids in the chat maybe will help you out even. So um, you can see here uh, in the back end, it opens up the theme builder section, and there's a little uh, box for each different template that you have. And the bo- the templates are broken down into header, body, and footer. And so you can add however you want to add them in there, and they can be for specific pages, they can be for a default template, they can be for things like All posts are gonna have this. You can notice here specifically, all posts have a certain body and footer, but posts with specific tags, this blog tag, they get overwritten with a different layout. So you can kind of do it cascading like we think of with our style sheets as well. Uh, You can add just one, you can have a template for a single page if you need to, which we've done a couple of times. Any other specific things? Uh, the, The 404 page is a perfect example of a specific page that you might want to use and that's another one that is so easy to do and you don't have to use a PHP page or anything like that to tackle it. Yeah. Well, um, any got, other examples?
1: If you have Woo installed, oh, you know WooCommerce yeah. installed, now you can go in and customize, you know, all the products and you know all of that which is extremely powerful. And um, that was not
0: that was not there when the theme builder came out was it that's new isn't it or relatively
1: or could you always Newer. do that? It, was, it? no i don't think you could always do it that came in later so yeah
2: so they actually yeah they came out with the woocommerce modules before the theme builder came out where you could uh, create custom woocommerce product pages but it was like it was half baked because you couldn't use it as a template so you can only do it on a product by product basis. And then when they came out with the theme builder, then it kind of made it come full circle because then you could create product pages that were templates, you know, for different categories or for all products and stuff like that. However, they have not yet come out with the WooCommerce modules for creating custom cart pages and checkout pages and my right. account pages and stuff like that. But that is on their list. It's something that they Nick has mentioned that they're working on or at least they have it plans so that's cool one thing I want to say about the theme builder is um because we mentioned dynamic content and the theme builder kind of go hand in hand and but sometimes you need to take it a step further and so if you use a plugin like advanced custom fields and I say like advanced custom fields I don't know of other ones that that'll do the same thing advanced custom fields allows you to add um pieces of data to your different post types or whatever, and then call that data in the template using the theme builder. So let me give you an example. My website, divylife.com. We don't use WooCommerce. We use easy digital downloads, but the concept is the same. Um, each of my products has license terms, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, a single use lifetime product or if it's a annual renewal subscription product. And so I w- wanted the ability to change that on a per product basis rather than have it hard coded into the template since it might change for different products. So using advanced custom fields, I was able to add a license terms box and, the back end of WordPress for my products. And so each product, I have a little box where I can put in the license terms. And then using the theme builder, I can then use, I, I basically did it with a short code. You can do it with other ways, but I basically took that advanced custom field short code and placed it in my product page template where I wanted it on the page layout. So then every single product page is going to pull in the license terms that's specific to each product. And so that's just, another way you can kind of take the theme builder to the next level and add custom data to your custom post types, um, and then be able to integrate that into the template. And so, um, it's one of those things you have to kind of wrap your head around how it works and and everything. And then once you understand it, it's like light bulbs, like you can do so much stuff with, with the templates and dynamic content and everything.
0: Eric, I thought you were going to say something about that.
2: No, I
1: was just going to agree. I, there's so oh. much. We, I love the combination of with advanced custom fields. Um, I don't. I have no clue yeah. how to use advanced custom fields personally. Uh, but luckily, the team does. We who, yeah, yeah,
0: we know who does.
1: Yeah, they do. So uh, they do some amazing, amazing things. Um, so kind of along though with that, another kind of example of how we've been using it with a couple of clients that have uh, pretty extensive blogs. And they have different opt-ins and, you know, the, the lead magnet, you know, they want to, they want to put, they want to put a different lead magnet for like a different category of of blog posts. So, because that audience might be interested in one type of download, somebody reading a different blog post category might be interested in a different one. And so we can now do that in the theme builder. And then we just assign that, you know, create a custom post type for those categories and then just change the opt-in the, you know, the the lead magnet at the bottom. And Love it. If they want to update a new lead magnet. You go into the theme builder, you, up, you, you edit that theme and every single blog post, as many as they want is automatically updated. I, I think so. That is
0: that. awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah that's the power of the theme builder right there because imagine having to do that on each blog post or each type of blog post or whatever one by one like you just wouldn't do it uh, but being able to do it at scale like that no matter how many blog posts fit that criteria that's yeah that's huge yeah. yeah the theme builder, especially when you pair it with advanced custom fields and other things like that, it's the type of thing where it's like, it's limitless, right? It's like <laughs> we, we might kind of scratch the surface and talk about some of the basics and stuff like that. And then, you, you know, we have these, you know, kind of random use cases where we kind of push the limits a little bit. But it's one of those things where like it can do so much that there isn't like a set amount of what it can do because how you use it, it's going to stretch it to its limits and stuff like that. Kind of just like Divi itself, right? So yeah.
0: Right. I, right. I think this is taking Divi to like you, you can be almost limitless in some design elements of Divi, but then this takes the, the other, like the data of it, you know, the content of the site and it just opens up those design options even farther.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So another example, just a real quick, and I thought of using um, and is I can't stand it when I go to a website and they, they have a primary call to action in the top and it's join now or schedules, you know, your, you know, schedule consultation, whatever it is. And you, you click on it and that page opens up and the header still has that same call to action.
0: I mean, you've been
1: right there, you know, you're right there on that page. So now what we do with new builds is you can have the global header, but then you can also go in and just copy that header. Well, actually, when you create a new template, you pull it over and then turn it off, turn off the global setting, and then just go in and delete that call to action button. Um, and so really, then you show that to the client and they think that you've just like to a client, you're just, that just elevates your status and, uh, helps validate them paying you to design their website. The little things like that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no, that's, I love that. That's such a good example of like one of those little things where if you didn't change it, no one would really say anything. It's like, you'd notice Mm it, but it's just. The fact that it's changed, it's just like, especially for us, like tech people, designers, it's just satisfying. Like, yeah, why would you have a call to action when they're already on the call to action? When they're on that page, right? Yeah.
0: Can you set it? I don't think this is a thing, but can you set it using UTM codes as well?
2: The call to action?
0: Like, no, no. Can you use the theme builder to do certain things if it's... Because it's not URL-based, it's page-based or whatever right you select it from a list you don't like type it in right the th- that just reminded me the thing that drives me nuts is when i get an email from somebody and i click through and i get a pop up immediately asking to join the mailing list and i'm like i am like you know i am because i just clicked i could see all the utm stuff in there you know like that's a pet peeve of mine but i don't i don't know if you could do that with the, you yeah. might have to do that with the some other stuff
2: yeah but- Because some what would keep a pop-up from showing would be a cookie. And the only way that it would know to not show you is if that cookie's there. And the only way that cookie's gonna be there is if you've closed it before in most cases. So even if you're on the list from another way, you still have to physically close it. I know a thing or two about pop-ups. He does
0: know a thing or two about (laughs) pop-ups.
2: But that's one of those annoying things where it like. Like, for example, with Facebook ads, so many people will be like, I see the Elegant Themes Divi commercial in my Facebook feed all the time. I've been a lifetime member for years. Like, why am I still seeing that? And it's like, like, it's not as easy as you would think to be able to exclude existing customers. Like, there's all these layers of complexities where it's like in most cases, it's just not worth going jumping through all those hoops because people use different emails they purchase with than they use on Facebook. And Anyways, yeah, yeah. That's a you know completely unrelated tangent.
0: That's a lot of he's got some angst about this stuff. It's okay yeah. though. I just it's never okay. click
1: on them unless it's like elementor. Then I click on every no, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't, I
2: don't use don't. their ad
1: budget. I'm not,
0: no, we're they not have, haters. They have very deep pockets over
1: there. <laughs> they're I mean, they're fine, but like they yeah. yeah, no, I and yeah. I really don't do that.
0: Um okay, so the other th- I just love like one thing I do. Lo- What's the opposite of a pet peeve? Like a pet love? Like something that I just really <laughs> is now. love a lot? It is now. It is now. Yep. Yep. Is um, I love, love, love a funny 404 page. Like a clever, maybe clever is a better word. Like it doesn't have to be hilarious. But like, I just think it's such a nice thing. Even though you hope nobody ever sees it. It's just such a it's like seasoning a website, you know, you just, that little dash of salt yeah. which just makes everything better. And so that is a, such a fun thing to be able to do, which, but it was like before when it was like all PHP and annoying, it's like, uh, is it really worth it? But yeah. now because it's so easy, I put one on like every site.
2: Yeah, so true. Um,
0: okay, what else do we got in here? We got a lot of uh, messages in the chat, a lot of things. Uh, Dora <laughs> yeah. K is using it for header, footer, 404 blogs, yeah. Um, Scott Tambling's using it for his header, but he says sometimes it's not as easy as it looks to develop a custom header for Scratch. I had a similar experience. He So he starts with a pre-built layout and modifies it. That's a good tip.
2: No, and, and that's a really good point because the header, so basically the Divi builder is made for pages, right? edge to edge right mm-hmm. now if you try to th- and then take that same builder but then squeeze it into just you know a much smaller header it's really hard to customize and get it right and there's not a dedicated like header module that's built into divi there's a Which mini is module but it's mm-hmm. like yeah so i totally get it and that that is really difficult so a l- little bit of Self promotion on DiviLife.com. <laughs> we have a header pack for five bucks. It comes with eighteen headers. There's six different layouts, but three variations. Each.
0: Ugh, it's so expensive.
2: I know, right? Who, Who can, can afford, afford
0: that? Five dollars?
2: Come yeah. on. Yeah, uh, but then you can you can customize it then to your liking and stuff. And so um, we designed them
0: you
2: in could've... Photoshop and then built them in Divi. That way we could break away from any divi limitations because when you design sometimes when you design a divi it like it looks like divi you know
0: but uh-huh. that's one of the great things about using the theme builder for the header because it doesn't have that divi menu like that divi menu that slides in and you know what else it doesn't have is the divi jump like right like <laughs> no divi jump when you use the theme builder header yeah um all right now let's see what else let's check out uh the Okay, we've got a lot of new names in the chat tonight. It's great to see all you guys. Osama, Osama, oh man, you guys, you know me in these names. Zofiker Zofiker? I don't know. She's using, she's asking a question about CSS here, but there's other things, she or he, sorry, oh my God, I'm the worst, I should be fired. I can't even with this stuff. Um, so uh, Nancy's having a trouble with hers too. Nance, she, you, she's got uh, she's trying to get the global header to fix and stick to the top of the page. She's using a z-index to overlap the top content of the page on scroll. Nancy, find go pull five dollars worth of change out of your sofa and go get those headers from Tim. You'll be in you'll be in oh, wait, good shape.
2: Setting global header to fix, stick to the top of page with the index to overlap on top content of page on scroll.
0: Feel free to read it out loud, Tim. So the- <laughs> All
2: right. Really annoying is when setting global header to fix slash sticky to the top of the page with Z index to overlap on top of the content of the page on scroll. But when building the page, I have to add margin top to the first section. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs>
1: the light
0: bulb. The very last
1: part that I was, things.
2: I was like, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Why what? is that?
0: Why is that? <laughs> we need some hold music while they code in their heads for a moment.
1: Not me. Uh, no,
2: no. no.
0: Oh, you're not coding in your head right now. No, That's no, just him. Get...
2: No. Um, no. Nah. Yeah, I'd have to look have... at it. It's hard for me to rebuild it in my head uh
0: S- scott's on fire tonight he now is saying and let's not forget about the mobile version that's another super handy thing you can do right you can add uh certain attributes and things like that um what are we what do you does anybody have any cool tricks that they've done with the theme builder for responsive stuff
1: i haven't but now i'm thinking i'm interested in it.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean you you really can get creative with like a lot of times without even adding custom code by using uh, the position controls in Divi and activating them only for mobile. So for example, like repositioning stuff on mobile essentially is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so what used to require CSS media queries you can now do built into Divi. Um, Basically the position elements is super powerful.
0: Say that again now?
2: So... Divi has in advanced settings, has the ability to change the position attributes, right?
0: Okay. Yeah. You're following me? Mm-hmm.
2: So you can do that only on certain devices because every single setting in Divi you can modify for desktop, tablet, mobile. Right. So you could then change the position settings just for mobile to be able to reposition stuff because mobile is all about screen real estate right eliminating Mm -hmm. what doesn't need to be there and repositioning so it lays out fine because a lot of times if you just go off of Divi's uh native stacking well you have a header that looks great on desktop well then when you shrink it down it stacks 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 and takes up your entire mobile screen right and so Mm -hmm. being able to reposition or uh using the mobile um styling be able to you know shrink padding and margins and stuff like that um is yeah really powerful yeah i used to just kind of get lazy with mobile and basically just let divi do its thing and then make a few settings here and there but um more and more i'm finding myself dedicating a lot of time in the mobile version just within divi without having to do custom css and just making it look ideal on mobile because um that can make all the difference when you know 70 percent of your traffic for example is coming from mobile that elusive stuff.
0: Um, no, no, I was. Th- I'm just thinking about what we're going to talk about next. Nice. I'm just sort of like, um, I'm just thinking about all this stuff. It's like, uh, you know, we start this show and we think like, oh yeah, we use the theme builder all the time. But then when you start talking about it with each other and seeing what people are putting in the chat, it really does sort of make your brain start spinning and be like, you know what, I could try this with it. Or the, you know, it does sort of get the the juices flowing a little bit to try and think of new things. Um, Another setting that I just wanted to throw out there that is also useful, this is just completely a random one, but when you're creating a template, just like you can set it to um, only show up on a single page or a single category or whatever, you can also exclude, which is super handy as well. So if you wanted to have it show up on every page except something that's tagged with this or except your homepage or every page except the scheduling page. Like I have some of those things. Like I've got a big fat form in the footer on a couple of sites. And it's like, I don't need that in on the contact page. Right. So you could have a thing that just excludes that one page, stuff like that. So that's just another handy yeah. little feature.
1: Yeah, that's good. Sorry. I was I was going and looking at a couple recent projects to see how we handled Nancy's situation and uh, it looks like we did it all with setting the section to have a top padding. So um, anyway.
2: yeah, which is great, which is easy to do when you're using the theme builder templates to be able to then have use that top padding for the section in the template. Something just happens automatically, but yeah, when you have a lot right. of static pages, then it gets. Yeah. on the static pages Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's what um, she, said she ends up doing too.
0: Yeah. Poor Tim. You sound so miserable today, pal. I'm sorry. Oh my
2: gosh. It's been brutal. If
0: I woke, having I woke up allergies this morning with makes my, you feel sick,
2: it does. I woke up this morning feeling like I got hit by a truck. My back hurt. And I was like, why? Like, if this is allergies, why am I in so much, like, pain and i realized it was because i was sneezing non-stop yesterday so all, my muscles are just cramped up
0: <laughs> <laughs> also you're kind of old i mean
2: it's true yeah
0: you're a dad now you know that ages you <laughs> it's true <laughs> Absolutely. all right guys what else are we going to talk about i feel like there's so much to do but it's like there's such it's either so specific or we've already talked about it in the general
2: yeah, I, I I think you just mentioned I was a little distracted about the targeting that's built into the theme builder. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, correct me if I'm or interrupt me if I'm just repeating what you just said, but the all the targeting that they give you in there, it's so like granular. It's amazing because you can go obviously single pages, you can go uh post type, you can go categories, you can do tags, and then I think you mentioned you can do exceptions. And so it really does let you target, uh, exactly what you want or the groups of what you want and stuff like that. And so, um, like in your example, when you were doing the screen share, Stephanie, it was, uh, not, you didn't want it to be on all your posts. It was only the posts that had the tag blog, which was huge. Cause it's like, you didn't want to do an entire, another post type just for that type of template. So you just added the tag to those posts that you wanted to have that uh, theme builder template and then you targeted that tag and so um yeah it's 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 the, the ab- amount of control fine-tuned control that they give you in the theme builder is uh, is amazing and it's really intuitive and easy to do as well
0: that was what I was gonna add is that it's not like you you don't have to be a hardcore developer coder to be able to do this stuff that's to me that's like such a beautiful thing about it it is so it's almost like idiot proof to be able to go in and understand how you're targeting all these things. Um, Do you guys maybe want to talk a little bit more about how to use this with some dynamic content? Because we do, we've got another about 15 more minutes to go. And I think that's something that is of interest to the folks on here. Do you have any other examples? If you are in the, oh my gosh. And Steve Perks, our new friend, is going to send you some whiskey. So you can have a hot toddy, Tim.
2: <laughs> awesome. I, Thank you. <clears throat> to run Steve, gonna, <laughs>
0: I don't know if it's catching. I think.
2: Yeah. Just all around the Divi Chat crew.
0: <laughs> we, all need, we all need whiskey. Whiskey um, without an E. Yeah.
2: So, We're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I gonna think say, I was going to say, I think, you know, the using the dynamic. So I'm just trying to think of a couple projects where we've been working on um, lately and, and how we've used it with that. But, you know, being able to even pull in dynamic um, category descriptions, you know, so if you set up a category page, you can you can have the the show the description for just that category and then you can go into each category and write write that description and um you know so for example we're redesigning our site so we're focusing on the the portfolio and so if you go when you go to the new site you'll go click through the portfolio if you go look at a project that is that we that we've built with the category um seo services well, at the top of each of those now, we, we can dynamically pull in whatever the category description is we have we have written for SEO projects. Now, the nice thing about it is if I decide to change that, I can go into one place and change it, and it's changed on all those projects then. Um, so, yeah, that's just another example I thought of. I also awesome. did,
0: um, in our theme builder I added for blog posts I added a block to the bottom of the themes about the author so when it's something that is attributed to me it shows my headshot and then my bio which both pull right from the um your wordpress user account and um and then I have another one that is if it was something that was written by our copywriting team, cause we offer copywriting services. So I put at the bottom, you know, so if it's attributed to that, then it shows completely different text and photo and everything at the bottom so that it's, it's totally dynamic and it's not just, you know, not just the little link with the name at the top of the blog post. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, I'm just kind of looking through my own site. Uh, so I, Within the last year or so, we rebuilt um, our customer portal for Divi Life using the theme builder and dynamic content. And so, um, we mentioned we talked about using advanced custom fields to create custom data input fields on your custom post types and then be able to pull those into uh, page templates with the theme builder. But you can also pair the theme builder with dynamic content from other places as well. So for example, using WooCommerce, creating a custom my account area, you can pull in, you know, using those short codes and stuff. Um, The example I wanted to talk about on my own site is I uh, created just with some custom code, created a a short code to to pull in um, the user's first name. So when they log into the Divi Live customer portal, it says Welcome, Tim, or welcome, Stephanie, welcome, Eric, whatever your name is. And that little short code that pulls in the first name of their account. So they're logged in. So that's why it's able to get their mm-hmm. first name. Um, and then that short code is just placed in the uh, the page template for the theme builder. And then the same thing with a little avatar photo. I, th- I, I think I'm using a third-party plugin for that, which then I can take the current user um, avatar with a short code and so what place that short code in the template then when they're logged in they're the current user so it's going to display their photo um so yeah it's just a, a small little thing like that um using data f- short codes whatever from other plugins or custom code whatever and then being able to pair that with a custom page template with a theme builder um to take your your website to the next level you guys Super powerful.
0: Do you guys remember those commercials for that game, Othello? I kind of feel like that's like the theme builder. They'll be like, a moment to learn, a lifetime to master. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of like the Divi Builder, right? Because it's, I mean, the theme builder. Because it's so it's so clear and so well done, like we were just saying. It's so easy to do. But it's so deep. Like, you can do all these things. Like, did you guys follow what Tim just said? Like, that was awesome. Yeah. And as a side note, sometimes (laughs) when people have cool websites like that, I change my name. So it'll instead of just saying, like, hey, Steph, it'll be like, hello, beautiful. Welcome to this website. (laughs) Hey, princess. Yeah, that's fun.
2: Love that. Little fun tip. Change -hmm. your profile.
0: Brighten your day a little. You know, no extra (laughs) charge. Like, Tim, I I didn't know you cared. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I thought it might be worth real quick for those that are, you know, checking this out that are very new to Divi. It, you hear us talking about inserting dynamic content and stuff like that. And you, you know, and if you don't know where that's at, that's okay. It's, it's one of those things that's not super intuitive, but for example, when you are in, um, like I'm in a text module right now and I'm going to, I'll talk this through, but if you're watching the the YouTube show, you'll be able to see this. Um so for example right here I'm in the text settings in body in the visual editor and right here is in the in the top right it's if I hover over it's like you know a plus sign with like a you know barrel behind it almost. Yeah, um like a and little you hover over it icon yeah. Yeah and it says use dynamic content and you click on that and here are all your options. Um which Okay, so there's some extra ones there because we're using advanced custom fields and stuff like that. But that's the power. Once you start getting into that stuff, like we can pull in all kinds of things in our, you know, we're using advanced custom fields for our frequently asked questions. And then we can tag those with categories. So then only certain FAQs show up on certain pages and, and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot you can do with it, but that's how you find that.
0: So let's tell Let's tell a real simple example of how one of those dynamic fields would work? Does anybody have a real straightforward one? I mean, I think the one of the category archive page, do you want to tell one, Tim?
2: Well, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure some of the data points within that dynamic content dropdown is, uh, like, for example, the the date and time. So like, Mm -hmm. if it was a, a local website, news, weather, you know, something like that, you could say today is this right and pulling in that dynamic content because it's it gives you the ability to put in um yeah those different data points like so on uh, a
0: static so on a static page that would be a perfect thing that you could do right you could do it on a static
2: page you can do it on a page template whatever yeah
0: yeah so say you know like welcome gorgeous today is you know tuesday (laughs) september 28th
2: because so you, you can, can
1: you, you can play static content in the before and after yeah. of the dynamic content.
0: It's so cool. Have yeah. we done an episode on... I think we have touched on this before. I need to see which episode it is. We'll link it in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about it, you can jump back to that previous episode. It might warrant a whole other episode, though, although it's so difficult to do visually. But the example that I have done with the category pages, um, that's where... So this is what we're saying. Like, you can you can grasp that right the concept of adding the current date and time that would show up on a static page or a static post but if you're thinking about the dynamic possibilities of it so if you set up an archive page you build one archive page and it's for a category so whatever whenever someone you know goes to that the category archive and that's super easy to set in the theme builder then you you put a block of text That has dynamic content and you say hey you type in hey check out these awesome posts about and then you add the dynamic content that says category name and then that's all you have to do so you've made one page and no matter which category on your on your blog they click on it will auto populate the correct one and it will show those posts below it so that one that's like that's where you're starting to like dip a toe into some of these more powerful things and that's about as far as I've gotten with all these things but that's that's like with the dynamic content stuff but that was one that was like and what Tim said before is so true it's it's like a brain bender but as soon as you get it and those light bulbs go on you're like oh my god it's like your brain explodes with how exciting it is so I would definitely recommend if you're up for it get a little whiskey from Steve perks, sit down and like tackle some dynamic content. See, and and just like play around with it. Try and do some of these simple examples with the theme builder, you know, add a, add an archive page, create a funny 404 page or do some of these things that you can, you can actually test some of these things out on. It's sort of like low risk pages, right? Things that aren't super or, you know, a hidden page or something like that, that you can play around with. And, uh, and see what kind of cool things you can do.
1: I just thought of one. So another uh, great way to use the dynamic content is you can create um, on your single post type at the bottom of that, you can put in the blog module and then you can call, you can have that call the categories of that page, of that post. So Mm -hmm. then you're now creating your own recent post um, and you know you don't need a plugin then or anything for it you can just you know or similar or even post- related not, it'd be, posts yeah. it would be related i'm sorry it'd be related posts yeah similar posts related mm-hmm. posts um so you you can do that and so now you that that eliminates a whole plugin right sorry tim if you i don't think you have that so um i'm fine no, no, yeah yeah that. So we was, can eliminate no, that's that. a great idea yeah so that's, that that's another way to do it and we used to create a page using the the page builder for the blog, but now with the theme builder, we build our blog page with the theme builder, and then our single post type, author pages,
2: archive search result pages, all kinds of stuff. Love it, that's awesome. Um, One thing I wanted to, to mention, First of all, that little icon—I think it's supposed to be a database. The dynamic I think so too. Icon. Um, but it does look more like a barrel. Yeah, I don't actually use it a lot. Like if I'm using advanced custom field, for example, I—it's just probably a preference thing. But in, instead of pulling it in that way um, with the the little barrel icon, we'll call it database icon, um, mm-hmm. I'll use the short code that advanced custom fields generate. And the reason for that, as I just feel like I have more control, like Eric said, you can add text before and after it. But if you're going to have like, for example, a block of paragraph text and you want like multiple, uh, like custom, uh, custom fields in that block, you can't really do that as easily. You'd have to then go into another text module or, or whatever. So, right. um, again, it's just, just as powerful. It's still the theme builder. It's still dynamic content. It's just another way of, of doing it. So. And that's one of those things with the theme builder is there's not one right way to do something, you know, there's different ways to target and so some of it's just kind of the uh, (laughs) nice, it's a whiskey barrel. I love it.
0: Yes, Steve says it's a whiskey barrel.
2: Steve, I'm going to be in Scotland uh,
1: in the end of near the end of March. (gasps) So let's connect
0: want to hang he can bring our he can bring mine and tim's I'll, bottles i'll
1: bring the whiskey back so. <laughs> yeah. can they be the little bottles, duty free
0: <gasps> Let's, come on now all right guys um before we wrap up and do our final thoughts uh tim with your cold medicine brain start thinking <laughs> of your final thought buddy um yeah the uh i just want to say thanks to everybody who's turned up in the live chat thanks to our pals miro and carlos carlito is here representing so we're, we're super appreciative of you guys keeping the law and order in the chat getting everybody to smash that like button if you haven't already please do so and subscribe so you get the notification that will come several minutes before we go online you know because we're always late but uh, anyway, we, we appreciate you being here. If you have a, a moment, if you find these chats useful, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash chat and leave us uh, a review. Please don't take off any stars for people sniffling this week. <laughs> we can't help it. He, we got to give this guy credit for showing up. Yeah. yeah if, we, if
2: we had more than three, I was going to skip, but because I was one <laughs> of the three.
0: He, yeah. We had to have a quorum. So, um, all right. So final thoughts, you guys.
2: Uh, yeah. So I would say one good way to kind of dip your feet in and getting started with the theme builder is to use some of the pre-made theme builder layouts that elegant themes creates, you know, they create header and footer packs that, that go along with some of the layout packs that they're doing. Um, and then they also will do like custom blog pages, archive pages, I think too. I don't pay Enough attention to the blocks; they're just pumping out so much content and freebies and stuff. Um, but they they do create theme builder stuff, which is pretty cool. And so that's a great way: just importing it, following their tutorial on how to import it and use it. And then you know that's a great way to to do it—a great starting point. Also, we'll put you we'll could buy link to that five the bucks chat. the Divi Life uh, header pack as well. Uh, if, you're lo- if you're low, if you're
0: rich, if you're rich, you can rich, get yeah. You can go buy the letter back. I think I might buy it. It seems kind of cool. I don't even Yeah, hey,
1: I made a note to go, you know, might as well. We'll
0: put a link, we'll put a link to that as well. Uh Eric, final thoughts.
1: Uh don't be afraid of it. Uh go in, play. Uh it's it's very, very powerful. Um, so that would be my thing. Just don't don't be afraid of it. A lot of people haven't stepped into it yet because they're like, oh, I, I don't know. But once you get in there, you're gonna you're gonna love using it. Yep.
2: Yeah, and you really can't break anything. You can yeah. just, if something looks terrible, it just turn it off and it's just going to go right back to the default <laughs> header, default you, template, whatever you, it is. You
1: do have to make sure, you do have to make sure, even if, you, if you're if you in the theme builder and you're working, you click save and it goes out to the, oh, to the theme builder is... and it shows you all the grids. You have to click save uh, uh, on, uh, uh, save now on the top left or you're going to go look at your site and get really frustrated. So yeah, this, save now.
0: There's the top tip. All this yeah. stuff we talked about with all that other stuff is great and all, but that can lead to so much frustration. You do kind of have to save twice. Sometimes, sometimes it says sometimes. it's already saved, but yeah. like when there's add, a weird I think thing. When
1: you're working in an when you add when you're adding a new yeah, new, yep. Yeah, new uh I don't know, theme or uh template. Uh Vicky
0: knows Vicky so. Baptiste, the super divvy double save. Yeah, because if you're editing something if you're editing
2: existing and then you save in the visual builder, then it just automatically saves. But yeah, like Eric says, if you if create new, a new template, you do the targeting and you start editing and then you save the editing, you still have to save the template itself. So that's yeah. where the double save comes in. Yes. So that I always and, just hit, even when it says it's already saved, I just hit it again. Anyway. I mean, too. <laughs> now just it's just,
1: I'd rather that be my habit. Um, and yeah. if, when you do, if you do create uh, a custom header um, and you use the image, uh, module to put in the logo you need to link to the home page um i missed that on the first couple of uh, times um because it yeah. doesn't automatically link to the home page just because it's in the header
2: yeah yeah that's oh, a good point because yeah, yeah if you use the menu module and then uh there's a place for the logo but it's very limiting and so yeah, I don't depending on it. placement and stuff like eric said using an image is easier but yeah that's a good a good point because, yeah, you when you go on a website and you expect to go to the homepage by clicking the logo and then nothing happens, it's like, what? This is broken. <laughs> Why is
1: yeah. this broken? Yeah. Yeah. It was probably one of my first two or three built. No, sure.
0: <laughs> Eric is bringing the closing thought, the final thoughts today. Yeah, Those were I'm good done, ones. Love I love f- it. I feel like mine were kind of taken. I was just going to say sa- similarly, like, just get in there and play with it. Because that's... Uh, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just this kind of learner, but that's the only way I could figure it out. Like hearing people explain all this stuff. This episode was probably pointless if you've never touched it. (laughs) because it's really hard to hear and grasp it all. You got to kind of get in there and be like, oh, that's how that works. And there's so many little elements and little things you can do. So anyway, don't be afraid of it. Get in there and try it. You got this, you guys. Thanks so much for being here. We're going to be back with another entertaining panel and another fabulous Divi topic next week. We'll see you in the meantime.
2: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.